So when I say the word servant leadership to you, what, what comes to your mind? Um, I was just thinking about this this morning because I'm fairly new to your world. So mm -hmm. I have, I'm just going by the definitional yes. impact of the word. But it, it, it's a sense of thinking of others first, a sense of um, being open to look at one's own blind spots. And I think the humility piece kind of comes through even if you haven't had any of the formal mm -hmm. training. In terms of learning all your sections and quadrants and teachings, I haven't gotten there yet. Right. But I think that this idea of for the good of all um, kind of bleeds through just from the language. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, what comes to my mind is that in both of our work, um, we're really trying to create I know this sounds grandiose, but it's trying to create a new world and a different it way. It is of not grandiose. Yes, it's exactly things. right. The business world needs a an enormous overhauling in compassion and ethics and humanity and sanity. And what is maybe similar, and I haven't talked to you about this yet, is that the only way that we get to do all of that work is to Trojan horse it in through other claimed benefits. So for us. We spend an enormous amount of time mm. dollarizing and quantifying for leaders the cost of mm. their company's overload. Uh -huh. Here's the money you're wasting. 20 million annually, 60 million annually, 100 million, and just junk. FYI, CC emails and interruptions. and Because we have to go in through the doorway of quantification, and then we get to buy a ticket. And on when we buy a ticket, then later we get to Trojan horse in the things that are deepest for our heart about consideration and a, and a work environment where people feel like they're supported and they can go home on time and all those wonderful things, but it's not usually what gets a contract signed in the real world. And so yes. that's what we've found is you have to kind of sneak yes. it in. Yes. Well, interestingly enough, one of the biggest challenges we had was the word servant. Oh. And when, say, oh gosh, maybe five, six years ago, you would meet a lot of potential clients who didn't want to use that word for it. Well, isn't that a very old b biblical it, set it piece of language? And folks don't know that, how powerful the servant was in the household. Uh -huh. Because the steward, the servant, uh -huh. really ran everything. Right, right, interesting. Um, so what we found was people wanted to use... Um, other terms rather than maybe you could call it big shot leader. leadership. Maybe that would be more appealing. <laughs> but what we're finding is it's shifting now. Oh, interesting. And one of the things people aren't so frightened of it any longer. Huh. And Art uses a great phrase for it. He says, "I like the word servant because it implies action." Ah. And it is about. Action. It's mm. about the leader inspiring and equipping the people that he influences. You know, and another thing that kind of strikes me is I feel lucky every single day that somehow through the happenstance of my life, I ended up being someone who owns a company. And there are a thousand benefits to my life that I don't even think about. And so I have so much gratitude that a sense of being able to give back all the time, mm -hmm. I think would be a natural orientation for someone who's ever lucky enough to wake up in the morning and say, oh my gosh, look, I'm a leader of a group of people. It's the rare happenstance in the planet that that's what you do for a living every day. And so I think that there's a piece of that too in terms of just the giving back mm -hmm. um, for the luck of where you ended up. Right, being able to see the impact of what your work does yeah. is just super important.
very, very, very gratifying. So what's your biggest challenge in being a leader? Well, that gets into that wonderful personal <laughs> stuff that Ken was talking about. Um, you know, I think that my own uh, normal personality limitations are the hardest thing. I find the work enthralling. Mm. I dig in hard. I'm very creative. I love making new relationships. It's when I notice that I'm interrupting my executive assistant at the end of every sentence or when I notice that I can't seem That's to great. find the line between I'm doing this so perfect that it'll be high quality versus I'm doing it so perfect that it's crushing the project or you know those those mm. personal frailties mm -hmm. I think are are the hardest and when you are on the speaker side which I spend about 25% of my time in the keynote Speaking. side I've been doing that yeah. for 17 years wow. there's an awful lot of um, unhealthy slopes that you can slide down slippery slopes of making it all about you because you're in front of I'll sure. be speak. I just would just agreed to go to Germany to speak for ten thousand people in this giant, oh amazing gosh. Olympic dome, and you can walk in and they give you the microphone, and you can trick yourself into thinking that it's about you. And um, so the speaker side is wow. very slippery. I think that's why there's so many speakers that turn into <laughs> some not all wonderful people, but there's a there is a subset of jerkiness that 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 <laughs> kind of infiltrates our population. It's it's tricky, and so to keep saying and remembering like they were talking about earlier, that you're just the guy, that you're just the orchestrator, um, that you're lucky to be in that position. Mm -hmm. I think that probably ego, like everything else, is one of the biggest challenges. Like in everything else becomes oh, one of sure. the biggest challenges. Sure, yeah. Especially when you have a personality-driven brand mm -hmm. where you're all over the place in the brand. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the thing that you're most passionate about now? Maybe it's something in the business itself that you'd yes, like to share with us? easy because <laughs> we were just talking about it two minutes ago. Yeah. Um, the, the, the horrible cycle of people being too busy to become less busy is <laughs> something that creates so much pain for me. And originally it was a business goal of how can we get more people to participate in our work. And then it became a humanitarian role when we went in and saw how deeply miserable people are in this grinding, endless lifestyle of, I work all day, I go home, I put my kids to bed, I work again at 11 o'clock, I sleep with my phone or my pillow, I check email in the shower at 5 a.m., I go to work, and they never break out of it. And it's yeah. a miserable way to tick off the hours of your life. So what we're passionate about is we've created a digital product mm. that allows people to debizify themselves in very small teaspoonfuls, very small bite-sized chunks. We call it the white space digital learning system. But it's a way that people anywhere, any place, anytime, globally can engage in our content and become less busy. And we've been working for a very long time to find something that would be so lightweight that it could slip into the corners of someone's day where they're just determined to say that they don't have time, but, but we're going to convince them that they do. And so the digital learning is really where my heart is. It's why we're going to Europe. It's, we're publicizing it all over the mm -hmm. world. Um, and it's also a nimble, easy way for people to learn. It's fun. It's light. And, and that's where almost 100% of my energy is right now. Yeah. Well, I can see the passion in you when you talk about it. Yes. And the way I look at it anyway is this is really part of serving other people to give them offerings like this. Yes. Um, Robert Greenleaf, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not since you're just beginning your, your exposure to servant leadership, was uh, uh, lived, wrote, did his writings in the 70s 
was an executive at AT and T, mm-hmm. and he started talking about servant leadership and bringing it into the workplace. And what he said was. The, the big question that people need to try and answer is, are people better off for having come in contact with you? Mm-hmm. Right? And so what you're doing and what we're trying to do is add value to people's lives. Yes, before it's too late. I think that's, you know, as I, I just crested my 50th birthday and all these <laughs> all these meaningful things were, were happening that particular week. and. I think that sense of grasping this one wild and precious life before it is too late, before you're looking back on a 35-year career of being beleaguered and exhausted every minute of your life and not really taking weekends and not really taking vacations, that's where my excitement is. If I know that some dad who is in the middle of white space training at work is going to maybe have a moment where he's pushing a swing in the park and he's going to put his phone away while he's pushing the swing, that's my nirvana and that's my, and that's where I get goosebumps is being using all of the professional skills that we teach to then extrapolate the work and bring it home and bring it on vacation and bring it into time to think about charitable actions and all the things mm-hmm. that I think go beyond work. Um, you know, that's really where, that's really what drives the undercurrent of all of the, the work that we do. Well, that's a beautiful message. I so appreciate it. And thank you for taking thank the time you. to talk to us today. It was really fun. My Thanks. pleasure. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks. Nice to meet you too. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we encourage you to learn more about servant leadership and the services of the Servant Leadership Institute by visiting our website at www.servantleadershipinstitute.com. We're excited to announce the release of our latest publication, The Servant Leadership Journal, an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, written by our founder and CEO, Art Barter. The book is available now on Amazon or our website. And save the date for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference, February 19th and 20th in San Diego, California. Thanks for listening and allowing us to add value to your day.